Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in for our preview podcast for 13th annual pep talk taking place this January 13 to 17, 2014 in Palm Springs, California. I'm Nandini Kashyap, Conference Director at Cambridge Health Tech Institute. We're delighted to have with us today one of our expert speakers, Dr. William J. Lambert from Medimmune. He's one of our speakers at the 4th Annual Protein Device Combinations Conference taking place January 15 to 16th as part of Pep Talk event. Dr. Lambert is currently Fellow in the Drug Delivery and Device Development at Medimmune, where he leads the innovative drug delivery group which identifies, evaluates and integrates the leading device and drug delivery technologies. Prior to Medimmune, he has held various positions in drug delivery and product development groups at several pharmaceutical companies and has contributed to the development and registration efforts of several marketed drug products. Bill, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you very much, Nandine. Bill, I would like to begin by asking you, what is it like to work on leading device and drug delivery technologies at Medimmune? Well, it, it's quite exciting. Uh, it, if you, uh, you know, were to look at, at Metamune's pipeline, you'd see it's, it's quite a rich pipeline in, in a number of different therapeutic areas. And, uh, you know, because we have a, a wide variety of, of, uh, of compounds in the pipeline, as you can imagine, there, there are a number of various drug delivery challenges. So, it's, uh, of course, there are challenges and opportunities, and it's a lot of fun working with those. Thank you, Bill. And what are the key challenges in delivery of proteins? Well, yeah, that's a great question. You know, there's particularly when you're talking about monoclonals, the dose tends to be fairly high. And this brings in a number of challenges, both from a stability standpoint and, of course, if you're looking at it from a device standpoint, the viscosity of that solution becomes uh, quite critical. And this does indeed become one of the challenges, is both the viscosity as well as the high dose volume. And, of course, you have you know, the traditional challenges of compatibility with the device itself. So, you know, you put all these together and, and you do have a, a, a little bit of a balancing act in terms of getting the right combination of the formulation and the device. So where do you think this field is heading in next five years and what's revolutionizing it? Well, in fact, that's basically the, uh, the foundation for the talk I'll be giving. The large dose volume as well as this viscosity, of course, one way of addressing the viscosity challenge, of course, is to use a slightly more dilute formulation concentration. And, you know, there's a challenge there, though, if you were to try to deliver with a standard one mil pre-filled syringe or auto-injector, obviously there's a limit to how much you can dilute your compound. So that's where large volume bolus injectors come into play. And there's an awful lot of activity in that space right now. There's literally dozens of companies working on novel bolus injectors. And, you know, like I said, quite a bit of activity going on in that space. So it's a very exciting time. Thank you, Bill. That, in fact, brings me to my next question. We see that you will be delving more into large volume injectors for subcutaneous delivery in your upcoming presentation on January 16th. Bill, can you give us a brief preview of your talk? Sure. I'll give you the uh, two-minute uh, synopsis. But, uh, you know, basically I'll, I'll touch upon really uh, a little bit of that balancing act that I just discussed you know, because there's a number of factors that one needs to balance. Uh, you know, not too surprisingly, you know, the larger the volume you try to, to inject in, there's, there's going to be additional pain associated with that. So obviously there, there's a balance there. And of course, viscosity is going to decrease as you dilute out that formulation. And again, there's a, another balance there. And then you look at time. And, you know, I mentioned a traditional auto-injector earlier. You know, there's a, a limit to the time that a person can hold that auto-injector. And that's certainly one of the things that's also driving these bolus injectors is that these 
actually are, are wearable. You would actually attach it to the uh, skin with an adhesive. And now that uh, formulation can be injected over a longer period of time than what it's reasonable for a patient to hold a handheld device. So that, that's a, a big advantage because now you can go to larger volumes. You can go to slower infusion rates. Because you're going at a slower infusion rate, now the back pressure that you see going through the narrow gauge needle, that becomes less problematic. Of course, that's an advantage too from a pain standpoint, right? You want to go in with a small needle. So you're balancing all these factors of the various pain and the viscosity, the time of the injection, et cetera. So there are quite a few considerations to think about. So we'll discuss those. We'll talk about some recent swine data that we generated where we looked at what, what happens as you inject uh, various volumes at various infusion rates and what type of back pressures you see. This is primarily important from the standpoint that we need to uh, build that into the design of the device because that back pressure will certainly uh, be something that the device has to overcome. And what we have seen is that, indeed, there is quite a rate dependence on, on that back pressure. So we'll talk quite a bit about that. And then finally, as I mentioned earlier, there's many, many companies in this space and they're using some very novel mechanisms in some cases to power their devices. And I think that's what really leads to some of the excitement in the area. As you can imagine, some of the more novel uh, mechanisms allowed relatively small devices, even though the volumes that we're talking about are greater than a mil, you can get into some very small devices to actually deliver that volume. And we'll talk about that as, as well as some of the factors that one might want to consider in terms of choosing a, a particular device. So that's the two-minute synopsis. Thank you, Bill. Very interesting. Thanks a lot for speaking with us today and sharing your insights. We look forward to your presentation, Bill. Okay, well, thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you there at uh, Pep Talk. Folks, that was Dr. William J. Lambert from MedImmune. He'll be speaking during the fourth annual Protein Device Combinations Conference on January 16th at the upcoming Pep Talk event, which runs from January 13th to 17th, 2014, in Palm Springs, California. If you would like to hear Dr. Lambert's talk in person and other leading experts in protein delivery and devices, please go to www.chi-peptalk.com to register and enter the key code podcast. That brings us to the end of another podcast from CHI. I'm Nandini Kashyap. Thank you so much for joining and I look forward to seeing you in Palm Springs. Goodbye for now.